Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate the word. Praise the Lord that God is speaking to us. Amen. And I think it just, it's amazing to see how everything goes in sync. And just the messages that we previously had last several weeks, you know, we had McSwain, Johnny share, and I mean, we're moving with one spirit. Amen. So praise God. Um, I think it's so important. I wanted to share this today with us as a church. And I know I've mentioned already several weeks in a row that let's start things right now. Let's not wait for magic January 1st to start things. Uh, about personal development and spiritual development. We really want to be able to move in the spirit and move forward. And today what I'm going to talk about is very, very important for us to be in line with that. And it might not get you to do Holy Ghost two-step and shouting, but it's very, very important to deal with. And the message is how to forgive. Um, More of a teaching today, (laughs) maybe, you know, why not both, preaching and teaching. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, let's open it up. We'll just look on the screen. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. I'm actually currently working on a message. and Maybe in a couple of weeks I'll share it, but uh, I have a title for it. Just to get, throw it out there. It's called When the Gift Becomes a Prison. Something uh, to think about. Oftentimes, our gifts can become a prison uh, that can stop us from moving into what God is doing. So, anyways, but one of the themes that we have throughout the year is obviously, kingdom, it's our church theme too, um, being kingdom-minded, servant-hearted. One of the parts of being kingdom-minded or being a servant is to be able to forgive. And uh, the more I look into the season where God is moving at us, if we want the Lord to work through us and for us to be healed, restored, I do believe God has uh, came to set the captives free. Amen. Um, he wants us to be able to live a life of forgiveness. Not only just to be the vessels of carriers of forgiveness, but not to hold on to anything. And I know a lot of us here, and I would say almost every one of us would be able to raise our hand and say, at some point we were hurt by somebody, right? Somebody offended us, and most of the times what hurts the most is the ones uh, if somebody offended you, that is close to your heart. You know, it could be husband, wife, uh, brother or sister, cousin, your father, your mother. And that, a lot of the times, it's, uh, it go, tracks back to your parents. And when you have to understand, when the Lord gives us the wisdom to understand that they did the best they could, and not understanding the fact that the kind of environment they were raised, and they may have not be, had the best examples in life, you begin to change your perspective and to say, Lord, I am able to do it because the scripture says that I can. Amen. So I know all of us have been hurt. And most of the times during the situations like that, we'll say, well, um, I, I, have, I have a right to be angry. And certainly we can say that. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is, it doesn't change anything. Even though at that time, it may seem like in the heat of the moment, it's the best thing to do. Uh, best option to say, I will never trust a person. I, they have hurt me for life. I will never forgive them. If any of you said that before, I, I'll be the first one to say I've said that phrase before. And, uh, but everything I'm going to share, it's coming from my heart. Something that I've experienced and I want to be able to teach about that to give you some steps on this, okay? Because harboring unforgiveness 
hindrances, uh, deliverance, and healing in our lives. Uh, it's something to seriously consider. If held long enough, it really does open up the doors to demons. When I've been around people that are, you know, getting delivered, and you see those demonic forces in their life, and a lot of times, oftentimes, the root is unforgiveness. Uh, there's also statistics that was done, I don't remember, but I've quoted previously before about Harvard, I believe, and they said that 80% of the patients, um, it was a social s- a study that they did, uh, of the cancer patients, 80% of them struggled, with, uh, had roots of unforgiveness. So there's a lot of deeper things that happen because we're living, in the Jewish culture, I like that how Michael Bizzle, my friend, pointed out, and I went and looked on it, that there's no spiritual and physical world. It's in, in Hebrew, it's just one world, okay? So, but... Everything that is just because we see doesn't mean that there is a whole spiritual realm because there is. And it's very much active. And Satan's so clever. He will try to use every little opportunity he can just so you can get stuck on that and get stuck and hurt. Because ultimately you're sitting there and you're hurting with all that pain. And any time, God forbid, you see them or something touches a nerve and it brings all that pain and anguish. So obviously you can tell, this is not a, an easy subject, but I really believe in for us to move into what God is moving our church, to be able to pray, to be able to pray for those people that were hurt, they need deliverance, we will be those vessels. And I do believe God will give you strength to do that. So um, oftentimes many of the reasons why people hold on to those grudges is because they've already spent so much time thinking about them. Like, you know, it's at this point it's already... They're a little baby, kind of like, uh, don't touch it. You know what I mean? Uh, my precious. <laughs> um, they're unsure what would happen if they released it. That's the thing is. Uh, oftentimes, uh, misery of bitterness is much more familiar than uh, the mystery of the unknown. Israelites are a pretty good example of that, right? They were like, that's all they known is Egypt for generations. And they're like, they just kept retracting. Never mind the fact that they got whooped regularly for it. But they just kept retracting. They could not see the future because it's not there. But we are people of faith, amen? And God gives us the ability to overcome. So people will justify their grudges. They'll say, you know, they did nothing to deserve it. And what happens, the key thing is it stunts your growth. Not just um, spiritually. I'll just use an example. Physically, in your development, personal development, in your growth, and it's a, it's a block that's just stopping, it's hindering, right? Um, I would say that unforgiveness stops us entering into the promises of God. So when you choose to release the offense, your perspective of redemption changes, right? Because Jesus, Jesus did it for us. And we had a long list, a laundry list of things that we've done wrong, right? And so, but what happens is when we release it, God gives us the ability um, to see things. And things started clearing up our perspective. We begin to start seeing through the lens of Christ. Remember we talked about a few times. I said when we are allow the kingdom of God to enter our lives, our perspective of people change, you know. We're not starting to write off people off the list. Because guess what? The same price that was paid for me was paid for my annoying co-worker Ken. Whoever, if there's Ken, I just reused a random name. I apologize. The same price was paid for him. Amen? Come on. But as long as you're holding on to unforgiveness... You're bound in this cage uh, of bitterness, uh, offense, hurt, whatever it may be, right? And so one thing, a key I'm pointing out, and I'm speaking from my own experience, right? Uh, holding on to the grudge may feel like, like you're in control. But really, you're the one that's being controlled, <laughs> right? 
the way you can test it is you know if somebody was to bring that up that person or that incident you're going to be like let's not talk about it right so I'm going to give you pointers practical things and today is like I said more about teaching so why you need to forgive point number one God needs us to forgive okay God needs us to forgive. As a believer, we must remember that God commands us to love because we were first loved, right? It says that in 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. Can we say that together? We love because he loved us. First loved us. I'm sorry. I didn't say it properly. (laughs) But he also commands us to forgive. The forgiveness is where we... uh, what we have received from him, pretty much what can happen, let me restate this. It can be forfeited what God has given us when we choose not to do the same in return. So if God has forgiven us, but I'm not forgiving others, I'm going to get to that scripture, but God won't forgive us. So in order for us to enter heaven, we have to be able to forgive. But God will give us the strength. Don't worry, we can do this because God has given us the ability to overcome amen so let me read this Matthew chapter 18 um, therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to the king who wished to settle accounts with his servants kingdom mind and servant heart is about servants we relate verse 24 when he began to settle one was bought to him one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents I looked up Google I'm trusting the internet at this point uh, it equivalates around uh, 1 billion today dollars. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that much. I thought of maybe 100000 But verse 25. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children, all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. The guy's, dude's like, you're, you're good to go, man. I forgive all that. That's wild. Verse 28. But when, this, uh, oh, but when the same servant went out, he found out one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. I looked up. It's around $6,000 today. So billion versus 6000 And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went on to put him in prison until he should pay the debt. I love because there's... God is always, you know, there's always justice. People may, they seem, I'll end that scripture today with that, but we'll get, we'll get to it. But when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and he said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt. I forgave you a billion dollars because you pleaded with me and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you. And in, his, and in anger, his master delivered him to jailers until he should pay all his debt. Verse 35, key. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is brothers, sisters. We're, we understand what Jesus has given a very strict warning. And this is one of the traps by Satan for us to help, uh, that stops us growing in him. Amen. Point number two. The people who have hurt you need it. Why we need to forgive. Okay. People who have hurt you need it. As crazy as it sounds, um, choosing to forgive those who have hurt you, you can become a bridge 
you can become an example of God's love. Like what we just saw, you're like, I forgive you because I was forgiven, right? And God desires to reach those around you. And I do believe this is the perfect time for us in order for us to move in with that flow with the Lord, right? As we keep hearing through the word of God and through prophetic word, we need to be able to forgive, right? Releasing forgiveness can become a stepping stone for our brothers and sisters that still don't know the Lord, right? To experience the mercy of God. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other. I'll bear you. <laughs> That's true. Bear, to bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, forgiving people, are they shine bright. Their faces shine bright. Uh, nothing can, the devil can't drop anything on him because there's no hooks. You know what I mean? Like to, something to hang. <laughs> Verse uh, uh, point number three, why we need to forgive. It benefits you. Ultimately, forgiveness um, causes the most benefit to you, right? It's by this decision that you experience God, peace, joy, and freedom uh, in a way that you didn't even imagine. I I'm telling you, when I finally made that decision, when I finally went and forgave, started forgiving people, um, everybody that hurt me from my early years, I began to see the freedom. I began to see the light, you know. So if you release forgiveness, you're released from which had taken you captive. That incident, that moment, whatever it may be, right? Um, I kind of came up, was just sitting one time during that time a couple of years back. And uh, there was one bigger issue that, you know, that was someone that I had to forgive. And uh, the Lord kind of spoke to me this thought, like, to forgive is to set a prisoner free, only to discover that prisoner was you. <laughs> so... Anyways, that was really profound to me. I'm speaking from my own practice. Matthew chapter 16, 14 through 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. All right? Isn't that great news? But if you do not, here's the warning. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's very, very profound, but it's something very deep to understand and to know. And so in this other point, it just say forgiveness is not an optional if we want to go to heaven. Um, now, I'm not saying that we are saved by forgiving others. Let me point that out, right? But we do forgive others because we are saved. Does that make sense? All right. So, and Jesus makes it very clear that if you're holding on to that, it's very dangerous. Very, very difficult <laughs> later on. All right. And the things that I want, I'm going to list you some of the things, that 10 things that forgiveness is not. Uh, and I'm telling you, th this stuff is practical, and it's not because these are the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is coming out of practice on ten things that forgiveness is not, so you'll know that, hey, I'm, this is relatable. Number one, it doesn't mean minimizing what's wrong, okay? When you're forgiving someone, you're not taking uh, blame for someone else's actions, all right? Um, you're choosing to do what's right. What the Lord, you know, did, what Jesus Christ did, despite their actions, right? He said, Lord, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, right? Number two is forgiveness is not. It's not waiting for an apology. <laughs> Husband and wife, we can, this is home, right? Um, maybe just for me. Like, sometimes you're sitting there, you're like, oh, I will, I will forgive, but I'm going to first wait. My wife says she's sorry, <laughs> right? <laughs> um... So many people hold on to their uh, forgiveness until, you know, the offending party first comes to them, right? 
Jesus never did that. He forgave those that crucified him. Number three, it's not forgetting and ceasing to feel pain. Okay, forgiveness begins the healing process. Let me point that out. Forgiveness begins the healing process. Uh, it doesn't always mean you're going to be healed instantly. It can take time. But allow the Holy Spirit, when, you open for, when you're willing to open that door of forgiveness, right, releasing them, the Holy Spirit will navigate and help you to direct through that. And uh, let your wounds turn into scars that will one day testify of God's goodness. Come on, right? You're like, man, yes, that's, that's what they did to me. That's right. Yep, they did exactly that. They backstabbed me. The closest person to my life did that to me. And guess what? And I bless them. I forgive them. But those scars are testimonies of what God has done. Amen? Ain't that good? Hallelujah. So, number four, it's not a one-time event. Okay? For many of us, forgiveness will be a recurring thing. It begins... Um, as an initial decision. It's a life of forgiveness. Amen? I'm telling you, men and women of God, uh, that's the key to your marriage. <laughs> right? It's a living life of forgiveness consistently. So, it's an uh, initial decision that we make. But keep in mind, when thoughts of unforgiveness or those pain creep in, don't get discouraged. It's just that every time, you know, the healing process starts, Devil will be out there to try to deter you and say, nope, you didn't forgive them. So don't get discouraged by that. Instead, see forgiveness as a process by which you're learning to respond to God at any given situation, right? Come on. Amen. So forgive again. The more you practice, the more better you get at it. All right. Amazing. Um, number five, it does not mean trusting again because, let me just say, because you have chosen uh, just because you have chosen to forgive, it doesn't mean that you must trust them. It provides opportunity for reconciliation. I do believe that. But forgiveness is free, but trust must be earned. So I'll, I'm being very realistic. I think it's a very realistic approach, right? So point number six, it does not always mean reconciliation. It goes right in line with that. It takes two people to reconcile. But when you choose to forgive, it initiates that process. And it can be reconciled. You, you may get to the reconciliation with that person, whoever it may be, right? Point number seven, it's not an option. We already covered that earlier. We read the scripture, right? It says if you don't forgive, Father in heaven won't forgive you. Um, it's a commandment from God. But here's the key thing. Don't wait for your emotions to catch up. Take a step of faith. Do what he asks you to do. You'll notice that God will supply you with the strength to forgive. You're, you're not doing it alone. You said, Lord, this is what the gospel says, and I'm going to trust your word beyond my feelings. His feelings are deceiving. Don't trust your feelings, especially when it comes to forgiveness. That's a step of faith, right? We're people of faith. With things of, uh, we're hoping for things that we still don't see, right? Amen. So, number eight, it's not just for us. Forgiveness is a gift that God has given to us as his children. Pastor Mark, this last carnivore pointed out, we're not just doing it like to, to stick it to people, right? You are legitimately are doing because you need to forgive them, okay? It's not just a selfish act, right? So not only does God want you to be a carrier of his forgiveness, but to be the container of it, right? So that means someone is willing, someone who's willing to release his forgiveness onto others. Um, who are just as un undeserving as us. So when, we're, when, so, when somebody says, I will never forgive that person, they don't deserve it. 
And I immediately, I started questioning myself, because I said these things before, <laughs> seeing from my practice. Immediately, you know, I, I felt the Holy Spirit says, well, you're just as undeserving as you, right, Vic? I said, yeah, you're right, God. <laughs> let, me t- let me take a second look at that. Ver- um, point number nine, forgiveness, what it's not. It's not a feeling. Again, it goes right, transition into what I was just saying, right? It's not a feeling. You make a choice regardless how you feel. Um, feelings lead to failure a lot. Feelings are opposite of faith. Those are the things I wanted to point out. Feelings are opposite of faith, right? Um, and we're living, uh, again, I want to point out, we're in an upside-down kingdom. What the world tells is like, they did that to you. You'd give it back, to, you know, like you punch them back. But we're in an upside-down kingdom. Last will be first, first shall be last, amen? And so we're forgiving people that don't deserve forgiveness because guess what? God has forgiven us, amen? And point number 10, it does not change the past. Because these things I aligned based off the kind of conversations I had with people. Well, this happened. And so all these 10 points came from kind of my conversations with people. Well, don't tell me that it just changes, wipes away the past. I'm like, absolutely not. It's still there. It always will be there. Like, but remember, you can allow them to become scars or they can continue to be open wounds if you don't treat it. So church, I'm telling you, this is something very practical, but it's something that can break free in your life when you, allow, when you choose to allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, when you choose to release those people that you had offense in, and you will notice not just spiritually how well you're feeling. You'll notice your health will increase. I'm telling you, it is amazing. So release yourself by releasing it. Amen? So we want, we want, we all want from forgiveness from God. And when we come to God, he gives it to us freely. Amen? That's fair? Right? And so he says, well, I expect you to do the same. Amen? So situations that are beyond control, you know, things that destroy our lives um, in our relationship with God. A few of the points I want to point out. Unforgiveness damages your relationship with God. Unforgiveness alienates you from other people. Because you now you have to be watching where you're walking, right? Which aisle you can ditch and like, oh, see them avoiding them. Hey, bye. <laughs> right? That's a lot of work. <laughs> Release yourself. Like, it's, hey, oh, no, 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 no. I want to say hi to you. You do the other thing, you know, upside down kingdom. They've heard you, but you, you just keep blessing them. Amen. Johnny had awesome points on that in this message. I love that. Unforgiveness deters you from God's best. For your life. Yes, this is one of those messages. This is the best you can be. <laughs> Amen. Forgiveness, what forgiveness does is rolls the burden unto the Lord. Come on. You're, you're not, let's say that together. For, uh, let's say that forgiveness rolls the burden unto the Lord. One more time. Forgiveness rolls the burden unto the Lord. Amen. That's why we're releasing it. So it's not based on the actions of other people. It's based on your action, right? It's solely your decision. No one's going to be able to tell you when to make that decision. We make that choice when we decide to forgive. And I really hope that today is going to be the beginning for many of us that have not had the courage and strength. But it is possible, God, right? You're more than conquerors in Christ. You're an overcomer. Some of the things, lastly, and I'm landing the plane here. Number one, go to God and ask him to take charge of the situation, right? We talked about that. Yes, you've been hurt. Yes, you want justice. We all want justice, right? But that's God's job. 
That's not our job, amen? He's the one that makes things right. And I'll, I'll actually read that scripture real quick right now. It says, Romans 12, 19, verse uh, through 21. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it's mine to avenge. Not ours, it's his, right? I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, he says, don't worry about this thing. And, of course, we can get a hold of that word and say, yeah, God, burn him and, you know, with love or whatever. God also sees your intentions, keep in mind. <laughs> but we're on the uh, upside-down kingdom. Look at this. It says, on contrary, this is where our focus is. Not the, the justice. That's God's thing to do, right? If your enemy says, on contrary, but here's for us. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Okay? I love it because I think Paul just understands the people's emotions, you know. But he includes it. He just says, this is what happens, okay. People won't know what to do with it. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Upside down kingdom again. They wronged you rightfully, so you should be angry. But, but God says, no, no, no. You can do it. See how long it will last. And you can live like 55 years, uh, you know, all your life and struggle and with this and just not live your best life. Or, or you can live life of freedom and success. Amen? So, point number two, what you can do, um, thank God for things that he has already done. Okay? Focus on all the things that you already have rather than what you don't have. Amen? All right. And when you start focusing on that, your thoughts are very, very important. So keep in mind, your thoughts is where the battlefield happens. So the more, the more you turn your thoughts towards that incident uh, and just replaying it in your head, it's not going to do you any good, right? But you have to take every thought captive, amen? So this is where we control that, amen? So thank God for what he has already done in your life. He's given me freedom. He's given me children. God, you've given me so much. And then point number three, loving God leads to loving others, okay? So how many times I've heard this, and I'm telling you, I've prayed over a few people, and they say, I will never forgive my father or my mother. And um, I said, well, but he's like, but I love God. You know, that's contradictory because I, I do, the, the scripture says, if you don't forgive, <laughs> my father in heaven won't forgive you. Does that make sense? So we have to understand that it is possible. Yes, you've been hurt, but just keep in mind, you can do it with God. We're born into this fallen world. People are going to, for as long as we're going to live, I promise you, you're going to be hurt at least maybe 50 times in your life. I, can, I promise you. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. Trouble, some of the trouble is literally people being mean. People are, people suck sometimes. And that's true. You just have to be real with it, but you have to be ready. But even us sometimes, we don't even realize how we can hurt someone. Amen? So just be aware. The more you begin to understand and to flow God's life through you, okay, and releasing, and you're not holding on to anything, your life will hit a new level. You begin seeing how Christ sees everybody else. I love that one song. I don't know by who, if you guys remember it, but it's called, Give Me Your Eyes. For just one second, give me a love for humanity. If you guys pull it up at the end, you can actually play that. That'll be great. <laughs> we're not gonna worship song. So, but anyways, we're giving it all before the Lord, right? Ephesians four thirty two. 
and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen? Bitterness is a choice. Unforgiveness is a choice. But so is forgiveness. Get that? Yeah? Forgiveness is a choice that we can make right now. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you are doing in this church. We thank you for every person. Even if they are visiting, Lord, I pray a blessing over them. Lord, I pray for just the Holy Spirit right now to touch every heart. Lord, and you're telling everybody in this place right now, yes, you can. You can overcome. You can forgive. Hallelujah. Can we just say this together? Say, Lord Jesus, as a just declaration. So I repent for holding on to these emotions. I thank you for the gift of forgiveness that you have given me to share with everyone. Today, I choose to release that person that offended me. I forgive them for what they did. And I put them in your hands. Say that again. I put them into your hands. Would you please heal my heart? Would you turn my wounds into scars? And use my scars as a testimony. God set me free. Heal my body, my mind, and my relationships. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Walk in the freedom. Walk in the freedom. Amen. I declare to walk in the freedom. Amen. If you need more thorough prayer, please come forward. If you need some support, we're here to put together. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.